The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. We have all kinds of sources looking at our remedies for what the government's doing, oppressors are doing, the things that's happening overseas. But there's been a commercial going around talking about signing a petition to send to Obama. And right now I think it's about ISIS to stop that. Send in your name to us, and we'll send it to Washington, and we'll demand Obama to stop it. We ran across a quote that said, And the sheep grazed on, content that their boughs were heard, not realizing only the wolves were listening. Who's behind the commercial? I don't know. Wouldn't that be nice, everybody against Obama's policies, for him to have a nice, a nice master list of that by you signing petitions? We've got a judge just turned around 85% of a vote of the people of Alabama for an amendment that marriage is man and woman. And one little puny judge turns that around, and we're going to go to the Supreme Court about it. Why bother? We think we're being heard. 
and we're going to go to the Supreme Court now, and our, our lieutenant, our attorney general is going to go and look at the Supreme Court. Don't go there. Weird things are happening. Bird dog, the deserter. They announced they were going to try him now for being a deserter. They traded four or five major terrorists for this guy. I think it was a lieutenant colonel a few days ago announced that they would try him. That what he did was a punishable offense. And then we read today that the Pentagon brass, a Pentagon brass, said, no, they're not going to do that. They never said that. Did that come from the commander-in-chief? Our commander-in-chief, our president, through an executive order, reversed probably five decades of isolation of Cuba on his own whim. Gave them everything they'd want. But they like respect so much that now they announced today Guantanamo Bay, our base down there in Cuba, which is very important to us in this communist country right next door, 90 miles from us. Castro and his brother is demanding we return it now. That's how bold they are. Out of the weakness of what Obama's doing, they're doing that. And the only weakness that they don't show but strength is that our boss as grazing sheep are heard and they're listening. Just like the sand. The sheep grazed on, content that the bowels were being heard. You think your petition is going to do anything? You think going to the Supreme Court is going to do anything? You think what we've been doing all is going to happen? To finish the quote, it says, not realizing only the wolves are listening. The government is only listening to those who oppose them and their policies. It is our ladies who said, Evil wants to reign. It's a lady who a few months afterwards said that evil has come to reign and wants to destroy the world. The world can't be destroyed until the United States of America is destroyed. How is it that all these things are, are happening that there's no action against it or the sources that's perpetrating it? And so sending in petitions, going to court, this is over. Judge Ramore, the Supreme Court judge, justice, uh, Chief Justice on the Alabama Supreme Court made an announcement that this was judicial tyranny overturning an amendment where 85% of the state citizens of Alabama voted for an amendment. They don't have to listen to a federal court. And the Southern Poverty Law Center comes up immediately and demands he be kicked off the Supreme Court like he was before. He was kicked out because of the Ten Commandments. He refused to remove them from the rotunda in Montgomery, Alabama. They removed him. Two elections later, he's re-elected to be the Chief Justice. And they're demanding today because they're scared to death of him. We know Judge Wormore. He's been here on the mic here. He's a very principled, strong man. And they're scared of him, so they want the courts, not through the courts, they want the judicial review, because he said this statement, calling a federal court judicial tyranny, is grounds for them to remove him. There is an all-out war, and the wolves are listening. Beware of that. But much more than that, our lady tells us on the 25th message, Satan wants to suffocate man. He don't want you to speak. He don't want you to say what you need to say. He don't want you to be brave. 
And he's contagious. Our lady says that. Satan is contagious. And she says, now as never before, Satan wants to suffocate man and his soul by his contagious wind of hatred and unrest. Isn't that interesting? That like a disease has contagious germs in it, that Satan blows through here and incites hatred, and that next person gets hatred, and they all come up, you versus me, us, anybody that's doing anything, anything productive is considered 1%, even if they're in the middle class. Against the have-nots. Where's all this division coming from? I tell you, we had more amalgamation and more fraternity between the races than we do today. We had 30 years ago. I was raised 10 minutes from the 60s riots 40 years ago. We had fraternity with black people. We didn't have the problems of what you're taught is that. Where's all this hatred coming from? It's been fostered by our government. They like dissension because in the only savior, one versus this side, with the government comes as a savior and punishes both sides. So our lady tells us, I've come among you because of this. Together, let us be love and forgiveness for all those who know and want to love only with human love, not with that of the immeasurable love of God to which he calls you. Everything's being fostered in this unrest, this contagious wind of hatred and unrest. Hatred and war are growing from day to day. We see that first in the family and then into the cities and to the towns and to the states and to the nations and to the world. This is where we are. And much more is looming because our land is not righteous anymore. Our people are not righteous. And we, the Christians, the church, are the most unrighteous because we know more and we should be better than the reprobates, call ourselves to a higher standard that we can stand before God, that he can be our protector. But if you don't walk his ways, you don't keep his ways, you fall prey to Satan and the consequences of that. And this looming, and this coming, 2015, is a unsteady year. This could be it. This may be it, particularly that we're on the back side or one down the side of the 33rd year of the apparitions. This article's entitled Central Bank Profit Fears, Quantitative Easing, Warfare, Pushing World Financial System Out of Control. The economic profit who foresaw the Lehman crisis with uncanny accuracy, is even more worried about the world's financial system going into 2015. Beggar thy neighbor, devaluations are spreading to every region. All the major central banks are stoking asset bubbles deliberately to put off the day of reckoning. This time emerging markets have been drawn into the quagmire as well, corrupted by the leakage from quantitative easing in the West. We are in a world that is dangerously unanchored, said William White, the Swiss-based chairman of the Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development's Review Committee. We're seeing true currency wars, and everybody's doing it, and I have no idea where this is going to end. Mr. White is a former chief economist to the Bank for International Settlements, the Bank of Central Banks, and currently an advisor to German Chancellor. Angela Merkel. He said the global elastic has been stretched even further than it was in 2008 on the eve of the Great Recession. 
The excesses have reached almost every corner of the globe, and combined public-private debt is 20% of GTP higher today. We are holding a tiger by the tail, he said. He warned that quantitative easing in Europe is doomed to failure at this late stage and may instead draw the region into deeper difficulties. Sovereign bond yields haven't been so low since the Black Plague. How much more bang can you get for your buck, he told the Telegraph before the World Economic Forum in Davos. Quantitative easing is not going to help at all. Europe has far greater reliance than the U.S. on small and medium-sized companies, and they get their money from banks, not from the bond market, he said. Even after the stress tests, the banks are still in hunkering-down mode. They are not lending to small firms for a variety of reasons. The interest rate differential is still going up, he said. Mr. White said quantitative easing is a disguised form of competitive devaluation. The Japanese are now doing it as well, but nobody can complain because the U.S. started it, he said. There is a significant risk that this is going to end badly because the Bank of Japan is funding 40% of all government spending. This could end in high inflation, perhaps even hyperinflation. The emerging markets got on the bandwagon by resisting upward pressure on their currencies and building up enormous foreign exchange reserves. The wrinkle this time is that corporations in these countries, especially in Asia and Latin America, have borrowed $6 trillion in U.S. dollars, often through offshore centers. That's going to create a huge currency mismatch problem as U.S. rates rise and the dollar goes back up. Mr. White's warnings are ominous. He acquired great authority in his long years at the Bank for International Settlements, arguing that global central banks were falling into a trap by holding real rates too low in the 1990s, effectively stealing growth from the future through intertemporal effects. Under his guidance, the Bank for International Settlements annual reports over the three years before the Lehman crisis were a rising crescendo of alarm calls at a time when other global watchdogs were asleep. His legendary report in June 2008 openly discussed whether the world was on the cusp of events that might prove as dangerous and intractable as the Great Depression, as it indeed it was. Mr. White said central banks have been put in an invidious position compelled to respond to a deep economic disorder that is beyond their power. The latest victim is the Swiss National Bank, which was effectively crushed two weeks ago by greater global forces as it tried to repel safe haven flows into the franc. The Swiss National Bank was doomed whatever it tried to do. The only choice they had was to take a blow to the left cheek or to the right cheek, he said. He deplores the rush to quantitative easing as an unthinking fashion. There are serious side effects building up, and we don't know what will happen when they try to reverse what they have done. The painful irony is that central banks may have brought about exactly what they most feared by trying to keep growth buoyant at all costs, he argues, and not allowing productivity gains to drive down prices gently as occurred in episodes of the 19th century. They have created so much debt that they may have turned a good deflation 
into a bad deflation after all. It's very interesting that the last people to see what's coming of what we've seen and what others have been seeing and what we've educated you and enlightened you and through prayer what we've shown to the elect, that when these people start saying it, then you're on the eve of it because they won't say it. They don't want you to know it because they want the game to keep going. And so this guy's disturbed, and he's supposedly the father of predicting what happened in 2008. We saw way before 2008 that it was going to happen. He just happened to announce, oh, this is going to happen, and it happens. So he gets the credit to be the prophet of seeing that. When anybody praying, knowing that in 2008, what he just quotes, that now we're 20% higher in gross domestic product, than we were in the fall of 2008. So he's got the stats. He sees that. But if you're looking at how the land lives, how the people lives, and you know the conditions of the state of the church and us and our souls and where we are and what we do and what we think, you know there's the consequences to living the way we've lived. Payday comes, and we're there at it. And when you have these people saying it's going to come, then there's nothing else left to predict because they don't like to be prophetic. They'll lie about it, even if they are prophetic. They like to get as far as they can with it. And in his honesty, which he is honest in it, saying that they keep trying to push this farther off because it's inevitable that the bubble's going to pop. They know it's going to. Everything shows it. It's impossibility for it not to be. It's impossible for us to pay back the gross, gross national product. It'd take 103 years, as we quoted a few weeks ago on our show, for everybody's wages, everything produced in one year, our wages, everything earned, no matter whether you're making horseshoes or nails or our cars, everything you sold, everything you worked for, everything labor, every penny that came, everything made in the United States that brought commerce one year, if if the GDP stopped, would take 103 years to pay back. You think about that. Can we do that? The answer is simply, emphatically, not theoretically, Factually, no, we can't do it. So there will be a crash. You want to keep your cash in the bank? Are you going to turn it into something, at least you have if there's a file, of something that's intrinsically valued? Metals are valuable. Land is valuable. A means to feed yourself with your shovel. is A shovel can be very valuable. The places to go is not silver or gold. The place to go is to land. To have a means to feed yourself, a system. It amazes me the people that's got a lot of money and they're rich, why they don't go buy a thousand acres, do interviews and applications and get 15 families together, shared values, shared ideas, put them on there, let them live there for free, build houses for them, give them the pigs, give them the cows, give them the chickens, give them the dairy, get a whole system set, build you a chapel, build you a little school. That's your investment. Something that can be sustained as much as possible that is payback, that if everything crashes and even your goal's no good because nobody's going to want it, they want food. Just like the guy on a 9-11 plane, if he had a million dollars in a briefcase, his other guys next to him was talking to his wife on his cell phone, well, I'll give you this million dollars. The million dollars is worthless. 
He already know two other planes have gone down. He wants to talk to his wife. Why should he give that valuable time in the last moments of his life for a million dollars when it's worthless to him? So if it's gold and silver, you won't eat. You need to build your system, a way of life. Procrastination does not work anymore. You don't have a whole lot of time. I'm not doomsday, and the future is those who make decisions and act. Done is better than perfect. If you're waiting for perfection and everything to be perfectly where you can take a step to make these moves, that's never going to happen. Done is better than perfect. Get to doing. It takes a step to get to that 10th step you need to get to the second step, not the eighth step you need to, you want to get to. It's step by step and you've got to start making these moves now. Frank? Yeah, and when you hear an unanchored system or unanchored currencies, the only, the only anchor we have on the monetary system now is faith. And so it's faith-based. And when you hear central bankers having concern, it's just, it's a warning of the inevitable fall of just trying to create it and push it out. It's not there. So you certainly don't want it in anything paper, anything traditional. What better is there than land and community? And um, I found Monday's show incredible. It's just the the teaching on the message. You're referring to the 25th show, Frank. Is that right? Yeah. The January 25th, 2015 Radio Wave show. Yeah, from the 25th message. These have been such important things in our life. The teaching on these messages that without them, you know, Medjugorje before, you know, Caritas and pilgrimages was just rosaries and, and going to Mass and thinking that that was the message. And it's so enlightening, the teaching on the message, and it's so important, and the witness of the community was so important to see that our ladies come here to say so much more. And listening to this show, you know, the, the Radio Wave show on Monday, this is the heart of our ladies' message, and this really puts hope for tomorrow in our hearts because this is this is the the fruit of what Our Lady wants in communities, and this is just a real joy to to hear this message and to be enlightened by the message through this teaching. You know, why wouldn't we want communities to show the world to have you know better families and and to have this witness that we've experienced? Because the witness of the community of Caritas was is really brought the message to life and and helped us to be able to live the message and see what Our, our Lady is teaching. And that's the the thing we really look forward to in community is being able to have that that life together where our lives witness the message. The show that Frank is referring to is the January 25th, 2015 Radio Wave show. It's titled, I've Hurt Myself by Hurting You. And you can get that on Medjugorje.com, Medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on past shows and look for the January 26th, 2015 Radio Wave Show. Frank, you want to give your contact information and any other comments you have? Yeah, you can reach us toll free, 877-936-7686. Our email is globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com and our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. Listening to this show reminded me of a message our lady says that for every uh, situation that, that seems to have no exit, there's a solution in the message. This is this is really a solution for the world. These teachings just gives us incredible hope to to hear this, and it's certainly a solution 
for a lot of the spouses that I talk to that that their spouse can't see it. It's an incredible way that Our Lady's showing us to to witness in the family and in marriage, living our vocations in prayer as uh, husbands and wives, fathers and mothers, and um, we just found it uh, an incredible teaching and, and just so important today for the world. Well, what Frank was talking about with the, in regards to the show the other day, we need to say what we're supposed to say. We got to be brave. People have to understand the importance of a first living within the heart, God's commandments, the love he calls for us to confront, because lo- love is confrontation of, against sin and confronting that. Or you don't love people. We're, li- we're tolerating people's sin, not out of love, but out of human love. Oh, we want to be sensitive to that. But I says, I'm calling you, little children, begin anew with enthusiasm to walk the walk of holiness and love. That means you don't let things slide by. That means you correct those things that need to be corrected. Yes, first in your own self, and by living that, then you have the authority to correct it in others. And I don't mean condescending. Unless they're trying to bring this into public policy, force it down your throat. Yes, confront that very strongly. Be brave and say what you need to say. And do it with divine love. And be brave with divine love. And remember, Jesus didn't back down. He confronted those things. And we have an assault against us that only being love, which is displayed by obedience, is our walk in which a lady says, God calls you. Little children may hope in a better tomorrow always be in your heart. We must be brave. You can be amazing, you can turn a phrase into a weapon. You can be the outcast and be the backlash of somebody's lack of love.
Be brave. Be honestly brave. Our Lady wants to see you be brave. Be brave for her, for yourself, for those souls who are so sick that you need to give them the way out, the cage that they're in, and give them the light. Our Lady wants to see you be brave. Her messages call you to it. There's no more backing down. There's no more turning around. Just say it. Be brave. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Good night. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomic show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com. The left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.